Welcome to Level 10 Mastery with Ben Lawler. On this podcast, we interview the best and brightest in all walks of life. By doing this, we help you, our listener, become the best version of yourself. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Level 10 Mastery. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. Jay Seifert. Uh, Jay is married to Mindy. He has two children, Peyton and Chase. Jay's been running a very successful personal training business for the past 12 years. He started at a time when the economy was in the tank, but he didn't use that as an excuse. Since that time, Jay has been featured uh, on MTV's Made back in 2010, uh, Small Business Monthly, Top Young Entrepreneurs 2011, uh, Small Business Monthly, Five Star Workplaces 2012. He's a former board member of Lift for Life Gym, Small Business Monthly, Winning Workplaces 2017. He's also been featured in Ledoux News, The Healthy Planet, Yoga and Spa Magazine, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, the St. Louis Business Journal. He's been published in Terrain Magazine. He's also been featured on Great Day St. Louis, Show Me St. Louis, CW St. Louis, and he's been featured on the Sports Edge. Jay, welcome to the program, brother. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So starting out, man, tell us what's, uh, what's new and exciting in your world. Well, uh, we spent the whole last year uh, at our studio, Studio Element, uh, yeah. renovating the whole studio. So uh, at this point, it's almost like a brand brand new studio. Um, we did all the flooring and, and new equipment. And uh, so it's, uh, it matches what, what we offer our clients, you know, from a visual perspective more at this point. Fantastic, yeah. man. That is exciting. Well, take us, uh, take us back to the early years, man. Growing up, tell us about your childhood and then kind of bring us to where you are today. Yeah, so I grew up in St. Louis, uh, St. Louis area in, uh, in Wildwood, and I was always into sports, and I was really into Boy Scouts, actually. Okay. Well. Um, so I, I, you know, I played almost every kind of sport, soccer, baseball, and into, into high school, uh, played lacrosse and wrestled. So I was always into challenging my body and I'd say, I think it was probably around age 12, I got into weightlifting. Okay. And I think it was probably one of those situations where, where a lot of boys get into weightlifting. It's, you know, for confidence. And, sure. You know, just to feel strong and... A pl- especially with uh, with playing sports, man. Yeah. I mean, it and, really and helps out. that side of things, too. You know, I, I, I knew that by, you know, improving my strength and my endurance and all that stuff that my you know, my sports would improve as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, and it really, it really took off for me. I got my first weight set when I was around 12 and, uh, I remember it was for Christmas and my, my dad and my uncle had rigged this, uh, it was like a broom, broom, uh, handle and they (laughs) they clamped paint buckets on the end. They said we couldn't afford a real weight. Yeah. We're going to start out with a broom handle. Yeah. And I, I have a picture of me holding that up to this day. Um, then they brought out the real present, which was yeah. like a Joe Weider nice. uh, weight set. I mean, that was a real deal back in the day. Yeah, Joe Weider. I don't know what he's doing these days. But yeah. <laughs> um, 
so so yeah, I just at that point lifted as heavy as I could and as many times as I yeah. could do it. And That's awesome. Now you mentioned wrestling. What age did you uh, did you start wrestling? Probably I guess fourteen, fifteen, I think. Okay. Uh, so high school did yeah. it. Uh, you did yeah. it all four years. I did not. I did it a couple years. Okay. Um, I was I was pretty good at it. Like considering I only did it a couple years. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it was just that I had well, I was kind of naturally strong. And then, yeah. And then by lifting weights, as you know, the the kids who knew the moves, you know, I could overcompensate with just strength. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really know what I was doing, but well, I tell you what, you I find that you uh, you learn a lot on the mat. I, I started right. wrestling you, at you were uh, wrestling too, yeah. Yeah, and I wrestled at age five up through high school and then uh, in college for a couple of years. But you know, the thing I love about wrestling is that whenever you win, it's all you. Yeah. But whenever you lose, man, you can't blame it on anybody. No, it's all you as well. Can't blame yeah. it on your coach or your teammates. It comes back to how hard you practice and how bad you want it. I think a lot of those principles kind of follow and carry over into the business world. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's uh, it's a good way to learn how to lose. Mm -hmm. You know, which a lot of kids these days, I feel like yeah. they don't they don't experience that enough. Sure, losing. They need that. Yeah. Um, and tell me about Boy Scouts. So you started that at a, at a young age? I started that uh, in Cub Scouts, you know, in grade school and um, went all the way up to Eagle Scout, you know, at age 14. Uh, all this stuff going on with scouting over the last couple of years it really bothers me because yeah. it, was a, it was a great foundation for me growing right. up, you know. Um, and I was always outdoorsy, so I got to do a lot of that. Um, I was really lucky to have... Uh, you know, parents who were involved in it, especially my dad, who, yeah. you know, it's it's tough to, to advance and especially make it to Eagle without sure. parental support. What percentage of, uh, of boys make it to Eagle Scout? Man, I don't know. I think it's pretty pretty low. I mean, it's kind of the best of the best. It takes a lot to get to that, yeah. to get to that level. But, I, you know, there were some kids that, that were pretty involved in it, but they didn't have a good support system. Mm -hmm. And they could have certainly become Eagle Scouts, but they just didn't. So sure. So I was lucky. Man, that's awesome. Well, fast forward into uh, college. Tell us about that. Kind of your college experience, and uh, and walk us through that. Yeah. So college, um, I just I knew I wanted to go to college, and I, you know, have always pretty much believed that education is power. You know, it it uh, it, it can take you places in life. Certainly, mm -hmm. uh, that along with connections that you make. Yeah. Um, so I went to Southeast Missouri State. Yes. Didn't, didn't know. I thought I wanted to be in law enforcement. Uh huh. And I've talked about this a lot many times. I, yeah. you know, when I was younger, we were about the same age. I think. Yeah. Uh, I was big into the Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Show. Yeah. Remember that? I love it. So yeah. Used to love that. I show, thought man. I wanted to be like in the DEA. Sure. It'd be like you know Johnny Depp. Seems exciting. Yeah. All right. So something new each day. Keep you on your toes. Yep. But. Uh, Somewhere, probably in my second year, I, you know, I heard about this health management degree, which now they've changed it to be called exercise science. Mm -hmm. And you know, I knew in my history I always liked exercising and working out, and yeah, um, kind of got into that. It was really interesting to me. You know, I, I'm one of those people that can do well with, if I'm doing the things I'm like, and I do really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, some of those classes you had in high school that just didn't seem like they were worth much. Just kind of monotonous. I, I had a hard boring, time. Boring. Yeah. Just kind of, you kind of sit through them. You do what you have to to yeah. but get I, the grade. I, you know, I kind of became passionate about these subjects, kinesiology mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, learning about the human body and anatomy right. and all that stuff. And 
and how that you know how the energy energy systems work and sure uh, so I gravitated toward that, and uh, that's what I ended up getting my degree in health management, um, which, I, as I said, it was it's now exercise science. Fantastic. And now, how about during college? Did you do um, any internships? Well, uh, my last semester, I had an internship with Wellbridge. Okay. And there's a couple, maybe just one now around town. There was two. I think uh, I think there's just one. Okay, there yeah. was one in town and country here, and there's one in Clayton, but right. Um, so Wellbridge was a nice place to start mm -hmm. and it's kind of an upscale health club. Yeah. And I went in there and uh, I got hired on as a trainer as well. So okay. That's where I, that's where it kind of started. Right. And, uh, I had, I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know much. I trained like a, a staff member in college. Yeah. That was one of our <laughs> classes. But so tell us about that. I mean, that, uh, that first time just getting into it, what was that yeah. like? Getting into training? Yeah, getting into training. Well, uh, at the time, I didn't have a certification yet. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, you know, the right certification is, is important yes. in, in personal training. Uh, there's not a lot of exercise science degrees that will teach you specifically about personal training. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it was something that uh, it just takes some time to develop. Sure. Um, and you realize over time that it's, you know, part of it is is the program you have designed for that client mm -hmm. but a, a huge part of it too is is the relationship that you develop right you know and you you kind of learn that over time you you know you you're the person that they trust mm -hmm. you're the person that's going to get them to where they want to be there's you know you can be a great trainer but there's other great trainers too it's about sure that, there's that. a lot of them out there but if you're yeah. close and you have a relationship and that person knows you they like you and they trust you mm -hmm. and you're going to work with them for a while exactly it's probably it's in any profession. You know, people want to do work. They they want to buy from people they like. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the book that you recommended yeah. that I just read with uh, Simon Sinek. Yeah. You know, start with why. You know, it's not necessarily what you do, but it's it's why you do it. So you're, I would imagine, the story is uh, is important in yeah. what you do. Would you Absolutely. say? Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say another big part of you know what. Kind of gravitated me toward that, uh, you know, is is just the ability to have self fulfillment in mm -hmm. life. You know, it gave me after I had a few clients and yeah, and had some successes with them. It made me feel good. You right. Know? So you feel like you're helping other people. It's kind of the law of reciprocity. Yeah, exactly. Right? What you put in the lives of others eventually, yeah, is coming back into your own. It does. You know, you got to go into it not expecting anything back. But, yeah. But knowing that. That's how life works, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, yeah, I, I I just got enough coming. Yeah, you know, I felt like I was doing something worthwhile. Yeah, and so that that led to me working at the Clayton Wellbridge, and okay. then I built up a clientele base, and and uh, really liked it. But uh, I always thought, you know, I, I kind of started thinking I could do things better, even mm -hmm. so. Sure. Yeah. And having more autonomy by by doing it on your own, so. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that kind of that transition into starting your own operation, building a business, and, and just kind of laying that foundation. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I, I thought about it for a while, and it was it could be it could be a big leap, you know. And mm -hmm. I, I talked to some other entrepreneurs that have had companies for a while. In fact, my my father uh, hooked me up with one of his friends who had owned a business for a while, and he okay. pretty much. Try to talk me out of it. Okay. Yeah. How so? so? What did he? What did he, he say? Gave, he told me every negative thing about it. You know, and I don't know if he was doing that to, like, scare me, or or maybe just testing you. Yeah. 
So, okay, is this just a but I left there just an idea, yeah. or are you really passionate about this? Yeah, I left there like screw this guy. I'm, yeah, you know, you can't tell me. Don't do you have to. If I'm passionate yeah. about it, I'm, I'm gonna doing get it this even done. more now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah, but but also I was you know 29, 30 years old. Sure. And, you know, even though I'm oh, close to 43 now. Yeah, those are big. You know, almost 15 years, and mm-hmm. at that age, you. You're kind of like, no matter what, I'm gonna make this. You know what I mean? Sure. You're a little naively optimistic, I guess. Yeah. And you probably you give it everything you have. Yeah, you do. You got to pour into it. Not that you don't at 43, but you certainly are maybe more cautiously optimistic. You know, mm-hmm. you you look at it every angle a little yeah. bit more. You right. Know, and what's well, a different chapter in life? Yeah. And you got maybe you have more to lose too. Mm-hmm. You know that. Well, around that time, I mean the. Uh, Gosh, the economy was not mm-hmm. great. I mean, did that play a factor in in the business or the mindset? I mean, how did that affect the, yeah, uh, the beginning of your operation? It did. Um, and like I like I said, I don't ever like to use things as excuses because mm-hmm. it's either you know you you do something and it's results or excuses. Yes. Anything else besides results is an excuse. Yes. So when we did start, I mean, certainly the economy was not in a good place. It was mm-hmm. two thousand seven. Yeah. And uh, in my mind, though, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing this, and if I can make it through this time, then I can make it through any time, mm-hmm. you know. So it was kind of like a challenge to me. Yeah. And what we did really is we, I wouldn't say we broke our our model. You know, our model is personal one-on-one training. We don't right. have memberships, so we didn't break it, but we we bent our model at least for. A period of time where sure. we we did like groups and stuff. And right. These, these were you have more to be affordable. flexible. You have to stay relevant. Yeah, you do. I and I, I always talk about flexibility. You know, mm-hmm. you you can't be so hard headed and stick with mm-hmm. something that's not working for you. Yeah, you know? that's big. You know, it reminds me of uh, you know going back to two thousand nine, two thousand ten. The CEO of our company was up on stage, and uh, I'll never forget. You know, the economy was bad at that time. And, you know, of course, we're in the luxury yeah. clothing business. You and I both, I mean, in, in a lot of sense, we are. It's disposable income, right? And uh, our CEO said, you know what, gang? We're going to make a decision not to participate in the recession. And I kind of sat back I like and I that. thought, man, I didn't, I didn't realize it was optional. Yeah. But, but it is at the end of the day. And I think what he was saying is that... Um, during those times, whenever it's challenging, that's when you, that's when you set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when the competition will <laughs> kind of drop off. Yeah. And if you can stay relevant, stay flexible, stay nimble, that's where you can actually make yourself. Is during those those challenging I times. I like that. I like that that uh, mentality. Mm-hmm. Well, um, tell me early on your your team. Did you have a couple key? team members that you started with and, and let's talk a little bit about kind of team building and, and leadership yeah I, I started with a couple team members you know at, at the when I started off I I had a little like you know 1500 2000 square foot place in the, mm-hmm. in the basement of a building okay so I was doing a lot of training you know, yeah I was training 35 40 hours a week plus okay. running the business so it was not a, uh, a class A building space no, early on. Yeah. I just wanted A space. Yeah. I, I, I did get nice equipment. You mm-hmm. know, I spent a lot of money on equipment. Yeah. Uh, for like the whole first year. Like, sure. All the towels we had for our members, I took home to wash in my 
you know, because we didn't have a laundry machine on site. Right. But so you were wearing a lot of hats, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. schedule, training, washing, doing doing it all. Yeah, and I, I so I hired a couple people, and uh, the first guy I hired, uh, you know, it, it, it was a good fit, and and um, and then over you know a period of a couple years, I think that's something you talked about leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough to learn leadership unless you're in it I think yeah unless you experience a lot of those situations that, yes you know you just you're not gonna experience without being in in a role like that so true you know it's kind of like parenting yeah right I mean you, you have can, no idea you can read all the books and you can have all the conversations but yeah. until you're actually what my dad says is uh, in the fire until you're actually in the yep. fire man you don't know exactly no what to do or how to respond so you learn a lot about yourself just through the Process. Yeah, that's a great example because both parenting and you know leading is is similar. I think, mm-hmm. and I you know I I I look at my staff kind of as my my other family. You sure. Know, and well, you spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. And you've got relationships with them. A lot of the same you know ways that I talk with them and and lead them are the same ways I I do with my kids. Mm-hmm. So, man, we built up you know over a couple of years, and we've uh, you know had. We had seven or eight trainers, and um, one of the first things I learned about leadership is that uh, while there are important people on your team, you know everybody is replaceable, mm-hmm. including me. Yeah, you know? that's right. <clears throat> and you got to have that mentality. You know, you got to set yourself apart. And if you get hung up on one person too long, or and too much, mm-hmm. you know, cripple your business. Absolutely. And then they can become a virus. You know, cancer to your business as sure. well. Sure, that can affect everybody within the operation. Yeah, between the employees, staff, but also the members that mm-hmm. come in on a regular basis. So, tell me about uh, mission. Do you guys have a mission that you kind of uh, that you live by or you you work by on a daily basis? Uh, as a, from a company perspective, mm-hmm. yeah, we have a whole set of core values and and we have a uh, vision statement. Um, which is facilita- facilitating perpetual happiness through a legendary experience. Mm-hmm. So the legendary legendary part is a little tug-in-cheek, you know. Uh-huh. But, um, legendary. Yeah, I like that, right? man. <laughs> so we, you know, basically believe everybody does everything to ultimately become happy. Sure. So, and that particularly plays true, you know, in fitness and health mm-hmm. and stuff. So we really focus on going back to the, the why here, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Simon Sinek talks about the, your why as a business. Uh, we really try to focus in on our clients and help them find their why for, for coming to the studio and exercising. Mm-hmm. Usually they can come in and tell us what they want. They want to lose yes. weight. They want to gain muscle. Yes. And then we have to dig a little deeper. Why do you want that for yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, it makes me feel better about myself. Have sure. More confidence, more energy. Right. I want to look things. good naked. Yeah, that, that's swimsuit season. That too, yeah, um, and ultimately those are reasons. You know, why do you want those for yourself? You keep mm-hmm. asking why, and because it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So that that's where the happiness part. Comes okay. In. So we're facilitating that. Right. We can't we can't give somebody happiness. You have mm-hmm. to choose to be happy. Yes. But we can create a, a supportive educational atmosphere, mm-hmm. and that's where the experience comes in. The the uh, legendary experience okay so, so once you have that goal in place once you have that why yeah it's easy to put together the plan yeah because you know, it's going to be different for each person yep once is. you have a specific plan and a strategy 
and you're more likely to get specific results with exactly. each person. We, we have found that when we can define our clients why with them and keep reminding of them of it, mm -hmm. that they adhere to their program more yeah. and therefore get better results. Mm -hmm. so. Well, Jay, you're, a, you're an expert in your craft. Um, what would you say to a person that asks, you know, how, how does a person get to that level? How does a, a person really become an expert in their particular craft? In anything they do? In anything that they do. <clears throat> I think certainly, first of all, finding something that, that they are passionate about, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be tough to become an expert if, if it's not something that you're really interested in. So from there, I would say, you know, just commit yourself totally to your craft. <clears throat> I think people get too caught up in doing too many different things, but if you have the mindset of continually learning and, and always finding a way to, find, to learn new things and making sure that you are committed to your education, I think that, that is, is a key. All right, Jay, tell us about uh, maybe some passions. Any passions or kind of purposes outside of, outside of work, outside, outside of work. studio element? Certainly uh, the outdoors. Um, I should say my family first, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, family, the outdoors, uh, sports uh, in particular. I mean, I'd, I'd love to get back into mountain bike, but that was a big passion for me. Mm -hmm. uh, Snowboarding and skiing is a big one, but okay. I can only do that so many times a year. Right. Uh, yeah, how I many How many outside. times do you go a year with the, uh, with just, the family? Just once. But uh, actually, my son has started his first year this year um, in ski patrol training. Really? So I, I see us going to Hidden Valley here in town. Nice. Uh, yeah. In uh, fact, well, I saw a couple pictures on uh, on Facebook. It looks yeah. like you guys were having just a great time out there. Oh, yeah. It's a great family trip as we've as we discussed you know it's you're being active and mm -hmm. it's really kind of uh i think people connect and, and bond mm -hmm. together when you're doing like active yeah. things together well that's what it's about at the end of the day you know especially with family those traditions mm -hmm. you know whatever you look back growing up some of the traditions that you had but now with your two children i mean you've got a window like we're talking about yeah. where hey you really have a, a certain amount of time to to make an impact and to, to influence yeah. your kids to the best of your ability. You know, so whenever you think about that, Jay, at the end of the day, do you think about legacy much? Um, I do. What, um, you know, what kind of that, that looks like at the, at the end of life? Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. You, you mentioned that, uh, we, we have this business group that we meet with on Tuesdays and, mm -hmm. uh, we've, I've talked to you about as well. Yes, um, absolutely. All the members take turns presenting a new topic. You know, okay. and this this last week was about the good life, and we the had to good list, life. Yeah, we had to list five things that we we thought were, you know, what we considered components of a good life. Okay, you know? and uh, one of mine was legacy. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think I don't know if most people think this way too, but I I certainly want to be I want to have an impact. You know, like. Mm -hmm. I want to be remembered, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like 
how many people are on this planet? You're you're kind of like a speck, you know. And sure, how much can you make a difference? But mm-hmm. you know, if you look at in your world and you know the people you interact with, yeah, if you can have an impact on them, then I think that's that's great, you know. And at the end of the day, it's not about it's not about how much you have or how much you acquire, but instead, it's how many people did you help along the way? Mm-hmm. How many people did you influence? Yeah. Is this world a better place whenever, whenever you leave? That's, that's, yeah, that's how I would like it to be. So tell me about the other four. So you mentioned five things. One was legacy. What were the other four? Okay. Yeah. Relationships with family, friends, friends yeah. coworkers. Yeah. And, you know, uh, he showed a little, another little TED talk with his presentation and, mm-hmm. and that's what they focus on was, okay. they did a study, uh, 75 years study. Okay. Uh, and they started with kids and now some of them, there's like 40 of them still left in the study and they're like in their nineties. Okay. So they studied these people their whole life and they yeah. found that relationships are the number one thing to what would you, they would consider a good life. Relationships. Those relationships. Yeah. Wow. People are happier. They live longer. Because um, you you know in life you just you can't do it on your own. No. Some people like to be that that lone wolf and think that they yeah. they have enough to do it, but that only lasts for so long. Yeah. I think people and humans we're made for interaction, and we need to be surrounded by like-minded individuals. Yeah, we are, and I certainly, and maybe you do it too. I certainly get in phases where I just kind of want to be alone, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to kind of separate from it and stuff. But, sure. You know, I. You got to keep coming back back to your relationships. They're what mm-hmm. they're what pull you through, and they're your support system through life. All right. So legacy relationships. What's next? What else did I have on there? Sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. I uh, I came up with them there. I mean, pretty quickly. Uh, let's see. I think maybe one of them was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Just, just, just enjoying having, yourself. Yeah. Just having fun. <clears throat> um. Was a good life. Health. How about um, and health's got to be a big one yeah. for you, right? Health. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't the things oh. that you're talking about. You can't help people, and you can't do the things that you want to yeah. do. You can't ski. You can't travel if you're not healthy. Yeah, one of them was adventure. Okay. Yeah. So create. So tell me about that. What is what's a good uh, adventure look like? For creating you? adventure in your life. You know, uh, whether that's trips or you know, your life is an adventure, really. You mm-hmm. know, and making that the adventure that you want it to be. You know. Yeah. Uh, whether that's you know having a garden <laughs> in uh-huh. your backyard. Yeah. Uh, going on trips or planning events with friends. You know, making your life an adventure. And, sure. And uh, kind of reminds me of that uh, that book series back in the day. Do you ever read? Choose uh, your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're going for a while, and then you get to this fork in the road where it's yeah. like. Man, you can make this decision and it'll take you down this path. Yeah. You know, if you go down that way and then, gosh, you have another fork in the road. You, yeah. You make this, that's, that's life, right? right. And those decisions those. that you make and, you know what, a bad decision can, you know, can set you back. Yeah. You know, you, you can overcome a couple bad decisions mm-hmm. here and there and everybody's going to make them, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, if you haven't had success in your life, it, mm-hmm. a lot of times it, it, 
could be related to a series of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need a coach. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you don't have a good support system. But, right. Um, that's why I, you know, I don't know if I mentioned that, but uh, I really believe in mentors. Yeah. So tell me about that. What do, you, what do you think are the benefits of maybe having a coach or a mentor in life? I've had a couple mentors in my life, and I think they need to be someone outside of your parents. I mean, mm-hmm. your parents are good mentors and sure. coaches, but uh, I think you're going to get a, a more, you know, non-skewed view mm-hmm. from, from somebody else. So Absolutely. As a, you know, I think that everybody should latch on to somebody that's maybe like 20 to 25 years old, older than them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've kind of been through circumstances and just yeah. life. And right. you can talk to them and, and bounce ideas off them. And uh, I've had a couple in my life that have just been great for me. You know, mm-hmm. and they, they're like friends. You yes, know, but they're also I look at them as as mentors as well. Man, that's awesome, and it, it seems like so many people crave that. Yeah, you know, whether it's a, a coach or a mentor in the business world, or a coach in the fitness realm, mm-hmm. or in your faith, family. There's so many different areas where people need they need they crave help, they crave advice, and that's one of the beautiful things I've really enjoyed about this this podcast. You know, each person that I meet with and I talk with, I see that as a, a coaching session because I'm learning from each person that I um, that I talk with. Yeah. But also our audience, we have thousands of people listening to this program who are learning from your life experience. So we, we appreciate uh, you being here. All right, Jay, tell me this. In, in life and business, what do you do now that um, that really keeps you at the top of your game? What do you do to sharpen the saw on a regular basis? Well, I'd say, you know, a good foundation is regular, consistent exercise. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just saying that because of what I do, but yeah. uh, I think it keeps your keeps you sharp. I mean, sharp, there's, there's a lot of uh, studies that have proven that, you know, a healthy, fit body, mm-hmm. you know, is connected to a, a sharp, uh, fit brain. So mm-hmm. I think you're on top of your game more just yeah. by being physically fit. And the body's meant to move. You yeah. Know, the body is not meant to just stand still. Yeah. To be stagnant. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like an airplane. You know, if you leave an airplane. Yeah. Just That's a good stagnant, analogy. Man, it's going to rust and it's going to deteriorate. Yeah. But if that airplane is flying, if it's cruising at a good altitude, man, it's operating. It's at yeah. its highest potential and it's, yeah. it's actually going to last much longer. Yeah, that's a great, great analogy. I wish I could say I came <laughs> up with it, but uh, I think I saw that on YouTube recently. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I would right, also so say exercise. just, just um, you know, creating a vision for yourself mm-hmm. um, is really important. Yeah. Uh, always having a, a vision of where you want to be a year out or five years out mm-hmm. and, and reminding yourself of that vision. Are you at where you should be in the steps of that. You know, if, if you're not and you've tried your best, you know, no big deal. Just mm-hmm. modify things a little bit. But, sure. Adjust. Um, yeah. Refocus. Yeah. Re-energize. Yeah. I think something that has really helped me uh, in the last few years, uh, have you heard of a book called The Four Agreements? No. That's another book that I would Tell me about that. What, are you, what, what would be the kind of the synopsis of that uh, These of are that just book. four agreements that you make with yourself. Um, one of the big ones, well, they kind of go hand in hand, are uh, don't make assumptions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you haven't put your, if you haven't walked, you know, 
miles in somebody else's shoes. You don't, yeah. you don't know the whole story. Sure. So you can't make an assumption on what they're doing in their life. And then another one is don't take things personal. That's, okay. That's a tough one. I mean, sure. for a lot of people. But, you know. Absolutely. I mean, this day and age, it seems like people just get, they get riled up pretty easily. Yeah. You know, they take things very, they make decisions oh. based on emotion. Exactly. Instead of logic. Yeah. I feel like it's gotten worse and worse uh, in general society. I sure. think that people get, it's like walking on eggshells around people. Right. right. I mean, even politics. You know, that we don't talk politics a whole lot on this yeah. podcast, but man, I mean, there's just some clear polar opposition out there mm-hmm. between these political parties. Yeah. More and than I think ever. that bleeds into society. Yeah. But, you know, that's a hard one to not take things personal, but mm-hmm. one, the, one, another one of the agreements is to always do your best. Okay. And that's going to change from day to day. You know, sure. you could be a little sick or tired, or mm-hmm. but if you know you're always doing your best, and you can't take things personal because mm-hmm. that's another person's perspective on the situation. Yeah, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'm sorry that you see it that way. You know, but mm-hmm. in your mind, I, I, you did your best, and that's um, all you can do. Yeah, I, I've gotten to be pretty good at at not taking things personal uh-huh. you know right five six years or so i've noticed that just just knowing you in a short period of time it, it seems like you don't get riled up too easily man no, you I'm, think very logical you're thinking big picture it doesn't take a whole lot to to rattle you yeah i would say early on it uh emotions mm-hmm. controlled me much more yeah you know and i i i mentioned that earlier you you get tied into certain employees and mm-hmm. You're like, oh man, I can never lose this person. It, yeah, you know, it's going to cripple my business. It's all over. We're going to have to close the doors if they, yeah, if they're not here. But you know, if you can <clears throat> step back and, and put yourself in a in the shoes of just looking at things logically, mm-hmm. you know, is this a good fit for my business? Yeah, you know, take the emotions out, then then uh, you're just going to be much more successful. I love it. All right, so that was um, that was number three. Do your best, and then what's number four? So let's see. Don't make assumptions. Mm-hmm. Don't have, take things personally. Don't take things personal. Always do your best, and then uh, I believe it's be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable with your word. Yeah. So that's a. Uh, and I'm just I'm reading your notes here. Yeah. That's why. That's why I had it. That that's the one I usually. If I'm gonna forget one, that's the one I forget. Yeah. For some reason or another, but that's an important one. That's. So why do you, know, you think that's important? This day and age. I think it's it's uh, I think it's it's gotten rarer and rarer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, I want to be around people who mm-hmm. who are going to do what they say they're going to sure. do. Sure, somebody know? that's honest, somebody that's transparent. Yeah, sometimes you just have to flat out say no. It's you not do. a it's not a match. We're not doing yeah. it right now. It's no. easy to it's easy to say yes to everything. No is no is one of the best things you can do mm-hmm. because you're all you if you say no to one thing, yep. you're saying yes to another. And uh, so, yeah, be impeccable with your word. Just that's your integrity. You right. Know? Like, and if you don't, if you don't do that, man, you lose credibility. Yeah. That's where relationships are lost. In the business world, if you commit to do something yeah. and you don't follow through on it, man, the likelihood of you working with that customer or yeah. client going forward, very small. On the flip side, if you do follow through and even follow through in a big way, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going to be recommended sure. uh, to somebody else. Right. So it's, um, it's a, the foundation, man. They say in, in the business world and life, a lot of things are built on trust. You know, yeah. you develop trust through, um, through having integrity and, and being impeccable with your word. You're right. That's awesome. 
Hey, shifting back, you, you were talking about the importance of, um, of exercise. One thing I was going to ask you, Jay, are there, any, um, are, any, are there any myths out there when it comes to nutrition? I mean, it seems like you have so much information, you know, coming from all different areas. Yeah. Are, are there any myths that, that our audience should, should know about whenever, when it comes to nutrition? That's a, that's a good question. Um, and most of the time we, we, you know, we have a dietitian on staff, so mm-hmm. the dietitian, I wish that she could be here to answer that, but generally <laughs> speaking, you know, and I talk to her all the time, yeah. um, a lot of questions we get are questions about re- these restrictive diets that mm-hmm. you hear about, you know, okay. um, where you go for 30 days or, or it's just a lifestyle diet where you don't eat, you know, you eat zero carbs or, sure. you know, whatever it is. Yes. Well, you know, it's those restrictive diets, they're really tough because, you know, once you start reintroducing anything else, mm-hmm. you know, we, most of those people gain the weight back because most, sure. most of the reason they're doing it is for fat loss. It could be a short, it's just a short term fix. Most for of 30 them, days, they're going to do this. They might lose yeah. X amount of pounds, but then they get back to their normal routine and put it back on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking in most cases, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in fact, like the Biggest Loser show. Yeah. You know, those, I don't know what the percentage, I think it's like 90% of the pe- those people gain the weight back. Because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, you know, you can't continue that lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, you know, in fact, you, speaking of that, so I, I see myself as fairly competitive as well. So I, I thought recently about maybe putting on a couple hundred pounds, getting on that show, and then <laughs> trying to... You know, try wow. to win. You think would that be a bad idea? That would be a bad idea. I'm You'd just be jeopardizing your <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But what do you think about a show like that? I don't like that show. I never yeah. I never liked that show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're if you think that show is giving people hope, yeah. Uh, and, and is exciting, it's it's really not. I mean it's it's false. But it's you really look at the results. You look at the popularity of that show. Yeah. I mean, you look at the amount of viewers and the advertising and the books and yeah. everything that's come out of that. So what does that say about society? They want we want quick fixes. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put in the actual work that yep. it takes. You yep. know, um, we're a busy society too. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it's it can be. I understand how it can be difficult to carve out some time to to make time to eat right. You know, mm-hmm. and to exercise on a regular basis. Right. I get that. I'm in the industry, uh, but you know, also in my mind, it's we go back to results or excuses. So mm-hmm. if if you're not making the time for it, I mean, it all comes down to that it's not a priority for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So let me let me ask you this: How about um, I've heard a lot of people recently talk about uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? You know. This, I don't know a ton about the science behind it, mm-hmm. honestly, but it, it really comes down to, you know, the amount of calories you're eating in a day. Yeah. You know, and if you cut them out during the day, but you're eating them all at yeah. dinner time, you're yeah. still going to have the same amount of calories. Some of the problems with that is that because you're starving yourself, basically, you know, mm-hmm. for that amount of time, a lot of people will just, you know, tear it up for lunch and dinner or whatever. However, there's sure. some, I've heard this fasting in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. they'll just overeat on those during those other times. Yeah. So I, you know, our general philosophy is first of all, that what works for one does not work for everybody. Sure. Each person is going to have their own genetic code. Yeah. Their own recipe for success. Yeah. So if you go in one place and they're like, this is the diet we do, mm-hmm. everybody does it. Yeah. That's, 
that's not a good system. It's not a one size fits all. No. So, um, you know, it, it's it's really about what we're about is edu- educating our clients mm-hmm. on what they need to do to have long term success. Okay. And long term success, uh, it's not as fast. Yep. As you know, you don't get those immediate, you know, mm-hmm. thirty day things. Yeah. But it's long lasting. You know, and it and it's not these dramatic up and downs like mm-hmm. so many people have. It's uh, it's a marathon. It is not a sprint. You know, it reminds me of a book. Uh, have you ever read the Compound Effect? I have heard of it. I have not read it. So the the basic version is uh, you know making small, smart, consistent decisions over the course of time to achieve huge results. Yeah. You know, you take diet. You know, a person cuts out. 150 calories every day mm-hmm. you're not going to notice a difference in a week yeah or two weeks or a month but man three months later a little difference six months later boom substantial yep. difference and the same thing with working out mm-hmm. so speaking of that what advice would you have to uh to our listeners out there that um that are maybe looking to to start a regimen uh, they're looking to they're not going to exercise seven days a week, but that busy professional that that wants to get back in and, and really start a program that they can stick with for the long term. How does that person effectively get started where they can stick with it for a while? Well, that, that's a great question, uh, and it's something that we talk about when I have a consultation with a new client. And I'm, what I'm trying to do during that time is help them to make themselves get committed mm-hmm. and. The foundation of that is your mindset. You know, it's once you've once you've established that mindset, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people kind of go up and down with that. You yeah, know, they get motivated. Um, they they start an exercise program. They get injured, or you know, they get really busy, or something happens, and then mm-hmm. they get sidetracked. Yeah. So helping our clients develop and establish a, a consistent mindset for success. Okay. So, um, I would say that's the first step. If you okay. can, if you can, if you're thinking about getting healthier and you're thinking about committing to to health and exercise and mm-hmm. fitness, first start thinking about what kind of goals do you have for yourself. Okay. Do you want to lose? Do you need to lose weight? You know. Do you want to be stronger? Do you want more energy? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, like I said, think about why do you want those for yourself? Sure. You know. All right. And those are maybe just I want to be healthier. I want to keep up with my kids. I want to. Right. Uh, have more confidence, you mm-hmm. know, all those things. Even write them down, you know, write them down and type them up and, and stick them on the mirror of your bathroom to remind okay. yourself. So after a person has that, uh, they're in the right mental state and they found their why, what's that next step? Well, if you don't know a lot about exercising, you know, I, of course, this is what I do, but mm-hmm. I really recommend talking to a qualified professional uh, because they're going to, get you on a plan that is appropriate to your body, to your abilities, to your uh, goals, you mm-hmm. know, and and you're going to make the most efficient use of your time. Yes. So you could go in there and, and, you know, into the gym and lift this and lift that and go about things, you know, kind of all over the place. And you'll probably get a little bit re- results. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, in my mind, you know, if you're going to take the time and join a gym and, you know, at least for a little bit, you know, sit down with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Sure. And and can really help put you together make a plan, time. put together a strategy with with an expert. So for our uh, for our listeners out there, how can they um, 
how can they get a hold of you? How can they uh, um, get in contact with, uh, with Studio Element? So our website is studio-element.net, and uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, Instagram handle is fuel, fuel underscore your underscore journey. Okay. Uh, Just like your shirt, man. Yep. Fuel, I need to get one of those. Fuel your journey. Yeah. I'll have one for you. Okay. A couple for you, actually. Awesome, uh, brother. And, uh, yeah, locally, um, you know, where you can find us on Google, obviously. Fantastic. Anything uh, coming up this year as we close out today? Any um, any calls to action? Do you have anything coming up that you're, that you're working on, that you're passionate about, that uh, maybe you need help with from the St. Louis community? Well, one thing is we're really trying to grow our nutrition program right now. Okay. Um, obviously, the the fitness side of things is kind of our our bread and butter, but uh, we have found that really the clients who commit to more on the nutrition side of education are, have substantially better results. So okay, it's been a it's been tougher over the years to get people to commit to that because mm-hmm. you know the workout you can go in, you know knock out an hour, leave, and not have to think about it. Nutrition mm-hmm. is like every second of every day. It's so ongoing, it's, right? And, and people are creatures of habit. You know, if they've been in the same routine, and they've had the same habits for a number of years, man, it can be challenging. It's tough to make those changes. To break those habits. So we, we do have a program, and we, you know, we, de- we have developed this. Um, we wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to have success. So okay. we have a license through an app, and basically on the app, people take pictures of everything they eat and drink. Mm-hmm. And it's a portal to the dietitian. So she sure. she sees everything and she's giving them feedback on mm-hmm. portion sizes, on yeah. macronutrient breakdown, on just kind of their general trends. Don't eat that Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, step, yeah. Step away from the fries. Yeah. That's uh, awesome, brother. Yeah, so that's been, you know, a great resource for our clients for accountability, for okay. education. And like I said, they've they've uh, really excelled in their success, uh, particularly in, in fat loss. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we'll put a link to all of those things in our uh, in our show notes. Awesome. Um, Jay, thank you so much for My pleasure. Uh, for being a part of the uh, the program and for everything that you're doing for the uh, the St. Louis community. Um, for those of you out there who have not uh, checked out Studio Element, you got to pop in there. This place is world class. The team is just absolutely incredible. And uh, Jay, I highly recommend you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. um, And I'm just, I'm really proud of you, brother. Thanks, man. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode. If you haven't before, get on iTunes, give us a review. And uh, we appreciate your feedback and your support. Without you, we couldn't continue to do what we're doing. Until next time, get out there and become the best version of yourself.